Hi, I'm Judy Love, and you're listening to Room 26 with Freddie Nuwaka. Listen, if I take my hat off, you listen, I've got a hat on. If I take my hat off, it's all over. I don't like Dr. Doolittle. You know the girls, we like it rough. Hey guys, so welcome to Room 26 podcast with me, Freddie Nuwaka. Just a, you know, casual, laid-back, unadulterated conversation with friends, celebrity guests, and you, of course. Hold on. <laughs> you are listening, right? All right, good. You know what? You know I'm gassed in it. I'm always gassed in it because everyone I get on my show inspires me. But all I'm going to say is this, this woman here, can I just put it out there, right, from now, innit? I'm saying it now. This woman deserves her own show, whether it's Netflix, whether it's Amazon, BBC, ITV, whether it's somewhere up in Mars. I don't care where it is, but she needs to have her own show. I've got... <laughs> I'm not a real talk, real talk. I've got my girl, man. Judy! Judy, yeah. what are you saying? I'm good, babes. How are you? I'm alright, man. You like you like that intro, yeah? That intro was good, didn't it? It was nice. You you needed to just put in there. She's got to be on a movie, and then I'm like, hey, Bredrin, you already got that sorted for me. <laughs> no, we're gonna get to that. Real talk, man. How how, how you doing, man? How you been? How you been? How you been? I'm good. As as you can see in here, I'm good, man. Just going through this lockdown, like everybody else, and just on that survival tip, isn't it? It's just like. When is this going to end? Do you understand what I mean? I need to see my people. But apart from that, I'm alive and well. I'm here. Um, and I suppose that's the main thing, really. Did you, did you go out over the, um, the bank holidays? Because I know after Boris said you can, you can't, you might, you might be able to. We can, we shall. You should, you could, you would. Like, <laughs> you should, it could, would. Like. would I? I didn't. Do you know did, what? I didn't go out. I literally went to B&Q and I was like, nah, lad, this is long. I didn't even get what I wanted. And then I came outside <laughs> the garden with the children and that was it. I didn't go anywhere. I, I actually obeyed the rules. Babe, it was mad. I, I walked, right? I went past um, Clapham Common. It come in like a festival. Like, Babe, all you needed was music and a stage. Listen, the other day, I took the kids on a drive, yeah, just to get some fresh air down to Richmond. And I think we went past Clapham as well. Let me tell you something. I actually pulled up and took a video. I couldn't believe it. I see a woman in a bikini, brethren. A Ooh. bikini. You understand what I'm saying? They were out there, like, out, out. Like, it's no joke. People are, it's like, people are doing what they want. It's like they're not taking it serious, man. It's almost like unless someone close to you dies or someone close to you is affected by it, people ain't really taking it serious. It's almost like it's a joke, man. This thing ain't a joke. Do you know what I mean? It's, Listen, I was walking past. I saw some people. They looked at me like, Ralph Freddie. Don't Ralph Freddie me, no. Ralph Freddie me in about six months. We're not friends right now. It's, it's, it's social distancing. <laughs> it's not yeah. social distancing. Um, and I just... I don't know, maybe because there's a thing out at the moment, you know, that black people are at the highest risk and whatnot, what because it, it definitely wasn't black people that I saw in that park. I didn't see that much at Cap and Common. Um, but Listen, I just feel, I just, I just, yeah, I won't fit everybody. I'm not playing with that. Listen, if people cough down the phone, I, I, I'm scared. I'm not, I'm not, listen. <laughs> <I just laughs> 
know this. I'm taking this too serious. If someone coughs down, if someone coughs down the phone, they better call me back in 14 days. <laughs> 14 days. They better quarantine that trope in their house and not on my yeah, phone. That's what I'm saying. It's it's worrying. You, it's man. worrying. But you know what? I think the confusion of not knowing, not knowing what to do, when to do it. You know, should we go out at the same time? You know, like we need the little vitamin D and so on. And, and I think with all of that, and then obviously politicians and people making their own decisions and it's not clear you just don't know you know you just don't know what to do in that sense I think there is going to come to get to a stage where we people are going to start to take uh, things into their own hands and I think we've got to think about things on a bigger scale apart from our physical health but also our mental health definitely definitely How, how are the kids finding it they're all right. They're just downstairs singing some song. Um, I have to tell them, quiet down, because I'm on the podcast. But they're fine. <laughs> like, they're fine. I tried to, you know, get them in the garden, take a little walk. Um, I spoke to them straight from the, from the get-go, like a weekend about mental health and how it's mm. important for us to have a routine and we can't be sleeping in every day. And, you know, the one thing I've seen, they, 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 they eat a lot, but definitely as time's gone on, their eating's cut down and their habits of the, the, the time that they eat is changing. Like, it's like they're just all over the place, to be honest with you. Mm. But apart from that, um, they're really enjoying the time us being together. It definitely makes me think, oh my gosh, was I on the road that much that like, they've really missed um, <laughs> having that time yeah. with me? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Man. You know what? You know what I find, which is really, I mean, off the subject a little bit, right? But what I find is really mad. Like, obviously, over the last however long, right? You've just been killing it, man. Like, like okay. killing it. Like, nasty. Listen, real talk. There's a few things I'm gonna say to you. Some whole truths I've got to tell you because I can and I will. But before we get to that, right? You've been killing it, man. And like, there's a lot of people don't know how hard and how long you've been grinding, like on the comedy circuit, not just as presenting and stuff, but you've been killing it for ages, man. And like, do you know what? And I always wondered, like, how did you get, how did you get into comedy? Like what made you, because you're naturally funny. And like same thing I said to Richard, you have some people that um, um, write material in such a way that it makes them funny. And you have some people that are just naturally funny and you've got this natural flair of comedy that is just you. Like, what made you get into comedy? What made you, like, become, like, you know what I mean, be a com- comedian? I think, like, growing up, you know, I've got West Indian background, Jamaican, and I find that Jamaicans, our com- Jamaicans, our community uh, as a whole, it, it doesn't matter whether it's a bad situation, a good situation, a small function, a big function, there's always that funny uncle, funny auntie, that funny somebody. And mm. even when it, they don't even realise that they're being funny, and for me, I think one of those people was my mum. You know, I've said it many times, definitely it was my mum. And um, she was just very, like, charismatic in her facial expressions and uh, the things that she said and the things that she'd done. And I think I took that on from a long age. And then I just was always, like, the class clown or maybe the one in the group of the fact of the friends that would make everybody laugh. But mm. I didn't see it as being a comedian. I can't explain it. I just, I just, you know, it was just, it was just me. It was just Judy. I didn't see it as me going on the stage, standing up and being a comedian. I do remember seeing like Jeannie Ashtray when I was like 17 and I was like, wow, mm, I'd love Gina. to do that. The same, yeah, Gina Ashtray, same as Whoopi Goldberg when I was a kid. I was like, I'd love to be able to do that. But I just think, didn't think it was possible. And I didn't really look at it as a stand-up comedian. I'm more seeing it as like an actress. So okay. it, it just, 
yeah, do you know what I mean? And then it just got to a stage where people were like, you should do comedy, you should do stand-up. And then you know what? One thing I'll say, you see when, like, if you really line yourself, into whatever spirituality you are, in a place where you're open to being still and listening to really figuring out your purpose, once you do feel like you've figured out your purpose, I swear, doors will open because... People said, oh, you should do comedy, you should do comedy. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And then I applied for a job um, as a contact supervisor. And um, when I applied for this job, um, I got the job, but I didn't start until five months later. And I was pregnant by the time. Anyway, I started the job. And as I was there working, busting joke, one of the women was like, you should be a com- comedian. You should be a comedian. And she started to name a few people like Mr. C, Quincy, and those kind of things. And you know, they do courses and stuff like that. And it was just by the chance that I was at the right place at the right time. And that's why I'm saying, like, there was other jobs that was offered to me. I didn't take them. And then this job that I did take, it took five months to start. And then the woman had started working there. It just all starts to align. And I think that's what people's got really, wow. really... Um, that's what I think was one so of you, my blessings. You kind of got to know what you want. I mean, I guess... We're very similar in that you kind of know what you want and then you just go for that one thing and it's almost like it's one track do you know what i mean you you, you it's like a, a bit like the book the secret if you if yeah. you can see it and you can believe it and feed it, it you can make it happen kind of thing yeah definitely you might be able to see my face now i can see you now all right treat all yeah <laughs> all right love all right treat all you're right bye. all right baby yeah. all right love <laughs> you're right, you know you know what i was <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to, I was trying to figure out, I was trying to figure out how we met, you know. I don't even know how we how met. Do, I don't know how we met, to be honest with you. I think we just, we, I, we know, know so much people, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was just one of those, this, this is what I'm going to say to you. And I, I don't know if I've had a chance to say it to you, but I'm going to say it now, right? Thank you. No, I want to say a massive thank you, babe, like on a real, when I came back from America, um, and I came to that show you were performing at, you smashed it. And I had that blood clot in my leg. Um, yeah oh my god right babe. yeah yeah and and no but the love that you showed me right seriously like i've, I've said thank you but not thank you i, I really want to say because you you dealt with me like i was your like i was your man don't get don't get let me finish my my thank you first wait i've not finished yet <laughs> thank you because you dealt with me in such a way that you made me feel like i was all right because i was in serious pain that night and you, 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 we went um, back to the um, station. I went to the hospital. I had another blood scan. Um, and then you called me the next day to make sure I was all right. You text me. Do you know what I mean? You've done more for me that you, you probably won't even know how much you've done. But it just made me realize that the love, mm. the sisterly love. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was beautiful, man. Thank you, babe. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. Because I've not had a chance oh. to really... Now, now you can talk to People always say thank you. No, it's no problem. Do you know what? It's so... Um, it's, to me, like, I think I've just naturally got caring instincts because um you know as a child I was a carer and you know my profession before comedy was in care work but I just really feel like uh, you know for my black brothers as well you know I just I think that us as women especially as black women we need to always have that empathy and compassion and let them know that we as much as we're females we will we will care and we will nurture you in a minute. It, 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 as far as I'm concerned, in that moment, you was my man. In that moment, you was my blood brother. In that moment, you can't because of age, you was my dad, you was my son. Do you understand what I'm saying? So mm. all of those become one. And if you, if you was any of those, 
then my natural thing would be, right, you need to go to hospital, have you eaten, do you need me to contact anyone, let me drop you to somewhere. That's how it's, for me, that's how it's supposed to be. And I would hope that if that was my son, if that was my husband, that was my brother, and there was another woman there who was just a friend, who was a work colleague, um, she would do the same thing. And I, I no, would that... hope that a brother would do the same thing for me. No, no, I definitely got you, man. I've got you 100%. I phone up, I phone up and check on you. Are you all right, Jodie? Yeah, I said yeah. on one of my podcasts, you, you phone up and check. You're all right, the kids are right, do you need anything? And it's such a beautiful feeling. I think we need that a lot more in our community. You know what, talking about all this, you know what, like, listen, listen, listen. I tune into, <laughs> I, <laughs> I tune into your quarantine date. No. It's, <laughs> listen. It's, it's, it's mad. I'm on the sidelines listening to some of these people, man. And I'm like, it's crazy. you got all sorts tuning in and all different randoms Everybody. and like all, all across the globe. All, all across the globe, all, man. All like, ethnicities, that, all um, class, all sexuality. Sexualities that I didn't even know about now we're learning. Um, all age, obviously adults, you know, I think the youngest we've had is like 24 Um to possibly 60. Um, internationally, we've had people from America, people from um, Kenya, Saudi Arabia, like Canada um, and the UK, all over the UK. It's, and it, it's, you know, it's amazing. Transgenders, babe, babe, it's crazy. Listen, I tuned in and it's like I'm going to school. It's like a lesson. I learned about, B- the other day, this BBC. I'm like, what the fuck's BBC? And everyone's explaining big black cock and shit. I'm like, raw. Listen, the only BBC that I know about is television. I didn't know about no BBC until I saw that. I'm like, you know what? Every, every Tuesday, it's every Tuesday first, isn't it? I'm like, let me tune in for my, for my biology lesson, innit? Like, let me, let me tune in for, 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 for relation. Instagram, 9pm. And you know what? I love the fact that people who are not single are also watching because... What I try to do is that first hour, we have a topic and then, you know, maybe couples come on or someone who's a relationship expert or online expert or someone that's in that field comes on. Um, We had a guy from America the other day from Atlanta called um, Derek Jackson, and he's, you know, really known with um, dating. We had Fred um, from the Love Hotel. He came on um, first dates and we we get loads of people that come on. People who are in long-term, 20 years relationship and give us some kind of um, advice about key things about letting relationships um, last. And then we go into the dating. People come up and share their stories and, 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 yeah, see what happens. It's great. It's good. It's, it's, I'm loving it. It's, I did not it's your that. face though sometimes. Like, I see you and I'm like, I'm, just, I'm watching your face. <laughs> you see the brother that said nah. to me, we had a brother from Nigeria, yeah, and he was like, I was like, so what kind of woman are you looking for? He's like, I'm looking for a fat woman, a fat woman like you. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought I looked wet, Brent. What the fuck? I But I know that when women and African men, when they say fat, it's a compliment. Do you understand what I'm saying? They mean big woman. Yeah, that's but what they want. Fluffy. Fluffy, fluffy, you know what I mean? So I was like, but it was just so, yeah, yeah, yeah. just so, Last week, I had this girl, um, she's a lesbian, and she came hard for me at the end of the conversation. And I asked her, I had to come up and say, brothers, you need to fix up, because she came, like, so direct. I haven't had a man come direct like that in time. You lot are, you lot are on some joke team. So we, it, it was just, it's, just a, it's just a good show, a good show. Back in the day, we had that, um, 
uh, was it blind date and surprise surprise all that business yeah <laughs> uh, you, yeah, so, do you remember that the blind date listen we used to all tune into the blind dating right and like what, what would ha- what would happen is you'd have that guy there and ev- and the girl and everyone would be like pick him they don't pick him pick her. listen you need to have your own show i don't care don't make me have to go run up listen don't make me run up on bbc you know or ITV and put on a hoodie and a mask you well, need we'll to have your speak, own show, man. We'll speak it into the universe, babe, because... Wait, hold know, on a second. Let me, let me do that. Universe, if you're listening, give my sister Judy Love her own show. Thank Please. you. Please. We received that. We just have to now be in preparation for it. And yeah. like yourself, we take ownership in that, claim it from now, that what I'm doing on Instagram is my own show. Do you understand what I'm saying? We create our own mm, and, and that's the way. So if we start speaking it now, yeah, I've got my own show. On Instagram, it's still mine. Do you get what I'm saying? So if it yeah, goes to a yeah. next platform, it does, and makes it still ours. So yeah, definitely. You, you know what? Listen, you got a big black guy with tattoos watching loose women. This is how powerful you are. I never, I never used to watch loose women. I, I never used to watch loose women. I turned, I turned the loose women. Listen, they can't tell me that their ratings have not gone up. I listen, they can't tell me their viewership has not gone up now since you've joined. You're because so as soon as I. When I, I no, I'm being real. I turn it on. I look at the panel. Nah, turn it off. When I see you, on, okay, kids, be quiet. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm fully tuned in. Thank you, man. <laughs> I listen, love listen. Thank you so much. I, you know what? Being on this room, I, I just was doing a um, meeting with them before I spoke to you, and it, and it is amazing. Like sometimes, I'm like, right, oh, I'm really on this show. And um, one thing I do like is that they have been like the same, like BBC, my radio show. They're like, okay, we want you to be Judy Love. Mm. Like, like I've never been told, okay, can you tone that? Can you change this? Can you be a little bit more like this? They've just been like, yeah, do you, this mm. is just like how you are. So um, it's really good. It's nice to be on a daytime national TV show. Um, and yeah, talking about topics and yeah, it's good. It's, no, it's amazing. I, and can I say, actually, Listen, everyone out there, all you writers, directors, producers, I, this is my claim to fame. I am the first person to put you in a feature film. Am I? Hold on. Am I? Am I? Yes, I think you are. I have been on another, little, have another one, but I think you did your, I did yours first. So thank okay, you so very much. Forget about that. I'm the first person to put, I don't care you what are. they say. I'm the first person. So listen, that you are the first. Is, it's really mad actually, because in this film, so, so, so for those listening, I've got a feature film coming out later this year, hopefully, or early next year, called Inspire of Everything. Whoop, whoop, not your first, not your first. Nah, not my first, man. I put that in the universe just like you, and God slapped me on the back of the head and said, pow, it's coming. <laughs> this film is a romantic comedy. And what is funny is that you play a relationship therapist, isn't it? Which is I mad. How I, what? I didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh, how strange with everything what's been going on. So you owe me then, because I put that in. Okay, you owe me now, because I put that into the university. Yeah, yeah, you owe me, because I made you a relationship therapist before you was a relationship therapist. How about that? that you see? You see when you're aligned? This is what happened. Crazy. And you, listen, I'm not being funny, but you smashed it. I know you haven't seen, um, we were getting ready to do a cast and crew. Yeah, cast and crew screening. And then COVID decided to come and show its face. So we will have one afterwards. But you totally smashed your apartment. How did you, how did you find the filming and, and everything? Working with Kane really, and, and then stuff. Oh, Kane is lovely. Do you know what I mean? Kane is lovely from being with him on, on the circuit. And it, everybody that was on set was great. And I think it was really... 
as much as I'm in entertainment and I do stand up and I do TV, this is some, that bit was new to me. So thank you for, you know, getting me involved and actually seeing um, the work that goes behind it. Uh, you know, you conduct yourself in such a professional way and to bring that kind of level of um, production to us, I'd say at the time is much more local uh, entertainers mm. and to give those opportunities. It's amazing. Like, cause who knows when else I'll be on a movie. At least I can say I've been in a film, um, you know, from a year or so ago and something that definitely reflects myself in the sense of my community and um, being done in London and, you know, with people that I know, it's, it's just great. It's really good. So yeah, no, you, you, you definitely could, and, and I hear congrats, congrats is in an order like whoop, whoop, whoop. So, you're, so you're, <laughs> you're going to be a celebrity master chef, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can you cook? Yes. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Can you cook though? That's. The, I'm not saying. You, that, I'm listen, not, I know you can't say too much about it, but don't don't go on there and fuck I'm you up. You know, stop burning. No, I'm a, uh, no listen, bro, I know you're good at. Everyone don't makes go there. mistakes. <laughs> listen i don't care you could burn water i'm just watching it because it's you i don't care you could go in there and burn an egg if you have to i don't care but the fact that you're on there that's what's listen these people ain't stupid you know they know what you they know what you bring man like your essence your aura as a strong black woman everything you do is this powerful man so I feel like, do you know what I mean? Listen, they know, they know, they know. <laughs> like, I can't wait to watch it. Again, that's not a show that I will watch, but I'm going to watch it just because I've you're on it. so much people tweet and, um, like, comment on my Instagram saying, like, I love um, MasterChef. I remember it from back in the days when it had that guy in it. I can't remember his name. He was American or Canadian. But I, I, I love watching MasterChef. Um, so... To be on it, it was just like blows my mind. But definitely, I've seen a lot of comments of people saying, "I don't usually watch it, but I'm going to watch it now." You're on it, so I'm like, "Well, you know what? Oh, that's thank you, thank you so much." If you was to go back, right? Like, obviously, you're doing what you're doing now. You're doing well and everything. If you was to go back to a, a young Judy Love, like when you were just say 20 years ago, 10 years ago, what would what advice would you give oh, yourself? You are enough. That's what I definitely would have said. You are enough. I would have definitely said, um, know your worth. Um, mm. And I would have definitely said, you know, time, uh, not only is it a healer, but time, use your time to grow. Grow mm. um, spiritually, mentally. Um, and I probably would have said, take care of yourself a bit more. Like, it's all right, take care of yourself. I would have definitely said to myself, take care of myself a little bit more. Um, okay. And I think that's something even in this stage of my life, you know, I'm mummy, I'm mummy, daddy, businesswoman, comedian, actress, so that I'm everything first when I really have to really put myself first in the sense of taking care of myself first so that I can still enable myself to do all the other things. Because I think I learned from a young age, especially having like, a, you know, a strong black mum and in the sense of like, she's done it all by herself. I think that we are conditioned for many women um, and I, I have to say the black community because I'm a black woman. I think there's a lot of women in that, our community that are playing the role of a strong black woman because that's all they've ever seen. And it can affect our health, our health mm. and our mental health. So I think, you know, like I said, um, I am enough, know your worth. Um, 
use your time to grow mentally, spiritually, and take care of yourself. That's the things that I would say. And what about you as a person? And it would have like, been a what's... couple of exes, yeah, a couple of exes like, <laughs> that I would have got rid of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you had a certain man, and he was like, "Oh, what's wrong with him?" No, now I'm older. I'm like, "That was a good man, you know." Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Them simple men that look you know, like they can't match ants. They were the ones. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, you know what? I need to clear up as well. It's not even clear up, right? Listen, I've got to say, if I, I, I owe you quite a bit, you know. You know, listen, you know, I've been getting battered. My inbox, my DMs, my life went mad after the beard game challenge. Yeah. Oh, come on. I've got I'm walking on the road and people are coming up to me and saying hi. And I'm like, huh? And I, I think they're saying hi because they recognize me from a movie or from a film or something. They're like, yeah. you won the beer game challenge. I'm like, what? <laughs> Listen, I was getting battered with it. There was a period I'm sitting down. I was in Nando's eating a chicken, as you do. And this woman came up to me and was staring in my face. So I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking I've got bogey in my nose or something. Like the way she was staring at me hard, yeah. right? She called her boyfriend over. And said, this is the guy that won the big game challenge. I told you he was going to win. And her and her boyfriend were arguing about, they, he voted, oh she voted for me, babe. Do you know what? You see with that, yeah, and I'll say it out now in case anyone, you know, decides to try and teach the idea, but I'll say it anyway, um, each their own. But I wanted to at the time, and I would love to, probably will do it again, but I want to do it in a sense where, you know, we've got that 10 and you see it live. And we see it live, mm. you know, we've got a, a bit where questions and Q&A and then we've got a bit like they show their talent and then we pick through the bed. We look at the bed, have a barber there, someone that maintains it, sees how they get it groomed. And then we pick pick the finalists of who is the bed game. Challenge that's, a, you, one, you, that, that's amazing. You've got to do it. But because I won it, can I be a judge? I don't, I'm not getting yes. involved. Yes. I, I won it. Most, like, yeah, definitely. yeah. I don't. I, I don't care what all the other beard guys say. Like, like, well done and congrats. But I wanted it, so um, I just want to be a judge. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it, it was. It was... Think, <laughs> you know what? I think as well. I think as well. It's really good to. Um, I think there's a lot more competitions in the sense of like for women. It's. It's. You will go to a woman and say to her, "Oh, you look beautiful," or you. You know. Your figure's fantastic. I think for a man, we'll say, Lord, oh my God, his chest is big. What size is his feet? I wonder if his feet is big. But we rarely tell our, tell our men like that they're beautiful or they're handsome or we like their bone structure or, you know, praise them for maintaining their self and making um, men feel like kings. And I think the Bed Game Challenge did that. It, it, and it made us compliment men, not just in a sexualized way, but mm. about their skin, about their hair texture, about the different colour of their beds. And as well, it made a lot of men connect. You know, a lot of men were saying, brother, your bed's good, man. Love your style. And I think that is beautiful. Listen, you, me, listen through that show, I connected with um, one of our sponsors, Beard Culture. So Beard Culture, oh, London, yeah, he's like, like, yeah, they're one of the sponsors for this podcast. And that came about through your show. Like, I just think wow. it's an amazing thing, man. Yeah, definitely. I made so many links through that just from being seen as a... It's weird because a lot of people see my face but don't know my history and what I've done yeah. and what I do. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like where you're saying now, the next level would be to have people sitting down and having a conversation. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, mm -hmm. I, think it's a, I think it's an amazing, a beautiful platform. And I feel like with you, you do so much for everybody through your platform. Do you know what I mean? It's, you're very oh. selfless. 
you're not selfish or very selfless with your platform and it's right. an, it's amazing because you're always some, smiling can i just say something i right, say something when, first yeah go on. when you're saying about selfless i think one of the things is for me is that um i really believe like as much as obviously yeah we do what we're doing we get paid and so on so we are being of service mm. if you're doing something and you're not being of service yeah, whether that is me just supplying people with fun and laughter in that half an hour of their day, or like you said, a platform or something, um, it, it 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 doesn't do the full circle. It's always about remember of being of service, to being of service to people. Mm. Makes sense, definitely. But you know what? This what, what I was gonna say to you that you're always smiling, you're always happy, you always seem <laughs> to be, and yeah, see, they're always happy and always smiling. But can I ask you what has been I guess the lowest period of your life and what has been the most proudest moment? Because these are two things that I ask everybody, like, do you know what I mean? Because in order to get to the, the high, we have to acknowledge our lows, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm, the lowest is, is being pregnant and losing my mum. Yeah, that was the lowest. Wow. And, and splitting up with my kid dad at the same time. That was the lowest, I think. And I think, I think actually, I think that was the lowest in trauma in the sense of, all at once but after she passed away and you know things like depression set in and postnatal depression and things like that and and you know having to sit with that I think that was very hard and and knowing that maybe decisions was made because like what I said earlier you don't know your worth or you don't think you're enough you see that is the most dangerous things when you make decisions choices whether to be with people move somewhere take a job do whatever the circumstances is and you don't know your worth or you, you don't think you're enough. So I think that definitely was the lowest, you know, losing a parent, being pregnant and just not being present. I wasn't present mentally, emotionally, because I was just so, so hurt. So mm. hurt. So I think that definitely was the lowest. But I know it sounds what about, crazy. What about your... I wouldn't take Change it. it. I wouldn't change it. <clears throat> Because I feel like, you know, I watched my mum suffer so for so long that once I'd gone through that period, it was just like, just like on my shoulder there. Well, I'm here all the time. Before you'd have mm. to phone me, I'm here now all the time. Mm. Like, I'm so, here. You're, you're exactly like me. When my mum passed away, I got her tattooed mm. on my on my arm. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to say, to, yeah, and I used to say to everybody like before she had to split herself out up between all my brothers and sisters when you could get her on the phone when you could mm -hmm. speak to her but now she's with me all the time all the time and, and, and it's really weird because it's like do you I feel it sometimes yeah i feel like i yeah. feel like she hasn't gone nowhere i feel like she's always with me so i don't miss her in the same way like i miss her voice i miss her telling me off ah frederick yeah. where are you doing frederick ah. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> i remember getting cussed but i don't miss her because she's with me how can you miss what you have do you know yeah, what I'm saying? I do, so, I do, I definitely the touch, the voice, those bit of the, the, the selfishness of grief. But regards to what you're saying about feelers here, sometimes I, I just have to stop because I genuinely feel, especially if I'm nervous about something or something good has happened, I genuinely feel it. And then even like the other day I was speaking to someone, I said, oh my gosh, I've got to go and phone. And I was, must have, I must have said my friend, I've got to go and phone Fran and I, let me go and phone. And then I, it's like I was going to say, I've got to go and phone mum. And I was like, wow, oh, that's so strange. But I didn't feel sad. It just mm. was like a feeling of like um, she was there. And I remember one time, you know, one, like after she passed away, I was brack. Yeah, I remember <laughs> one time, yeah. I was brack. And this was the first one that made me realise she was always there. 
and um, my sister came to my house. We had to get some paperwork for something else with regards to like funeral and stuff like that. And I had my mum's little um, brown little leather bus pass thing. So I had all her stuff in one little little box. I couldn't even see it. And my sister said, I need the paperwork. So I opened this box and I remember saying, I was in my house depressed as hell. I was bawling, I was bright. I got mm. a newborn baby, like my mind was everywhere. And then I opened the box and gave her the thing. But as I was taking out the stuff, her little brown little um, bus pass fell out. It fell out and it, like, it had a little slit. So a few of the pass, like a little freedom pass fell out. But what was underneath it? One shiny 50 pole note. I was like, I laughed. I Why are you? I said, you know what, mum? That to me, it wasn't even the money. It was just her showing me. I'm always there. Sometimes yeah, I still you're gonna got sit you. There, yeah, you're going to sit there and stress and worry. It just, the, the metaphor for it is that you're going to sit there and stress and worry. And sometimes the answers and stuff that you need to move forward is right in your yard, in front of you, in your face. Do you understand? So just search deeper within yourself and you will find it, bro. And so what's been the proudest moment then? Like, obviously, that's the low. What's been your highest, proudest moment? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. Um, there's been so many. I, I think one of um, it's just it's so many little stuff. I would definitely say selling out the Shaw Theatre. Wow. You know, selling out the Shaw oh, yeah. Theatre, and um, I think that's definitely that was definitely something. And I was there, and I and uh, my sister was there, my cousin was there. And another family, another family member, my mum's sister was there, my auntie was there, my kids was there. And I think it's, it was more about that. Like, you know, I've put the show on, it's sold out, and I've got my kids' hair, my niece' hair, my sister' hair, my aunt' hair, my cousin. My, it, it just was a, a feeling of like just, that was the proud that was a proud feeling and people did you know my aunt looking at me and saying oh yeah my dad would have been so proud and that is definitely something that I hold dear to my heart and makes me push forward and I, I think if I say on a whole the, the proudest thing is being able to show my kids that like um through any adversities I've been through. I'm, I'm, I'm still here for you. I'm still here supporting you, providing for you, working for you and, and growing. And, and them understanding that, them having a conversation with, oh, mum, you was good on telly the other day. Oh, mum, I liked your radio show. That makes me feel really proud. And you know what? I'll, we're just about to come to the end, right? But you just touched on something that I forgot to ask, which I'm, I need to ask you, right? Is, babe, like, how do you find being... Um, a successful working single mother with kids, like everything, man. Like uh, you're, just, you're a superwoman. Like how do you how do you juggle and balance like your children, um, being on TV, comedy shows, writing your own. Like how do you manage to juggle all this? Because I, I know there's loads of people listening, thinking like, because people always ask me, like Freddie, like how do you do so much? And I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking, Judy, like how do you manage to do so much and still maintain a level head and do you know what I mean like, how, how do you, how, if I'm honest with you sometimes I don't know I'm just unlike anybody else trust me I get tired um I still can get I smile a lot but I still can get emotional I will more time be a little bit emotional if I've like 
been on the road because sometimes before we went on to lockdown there were times I was on the road every day 12 days in a run with no break wow. yeah and that's maybe a morning thing um going from one thing being picked up to another da, 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 traveling and that's when I'll be like damn I haven't really seen my kids you know you, you get that feeling of oh my god is this, is this how am I going to know if I've done good not is it not going to be when they're 25 and they're sitting down saying whatever like I get that kind of anxiety kind of feeling and I do get tired but what pushes me and how I, I cope is I've definitely got a great childcare network around me and trust me let me explain to people who's been who's listening this has taken a long time Childcare has been very hard for me because I'm not with their dad I'm not um my mom's not alive you know they nan on their dad's side helped a lot when they were younger and stuff like that but in these last stage with comedy and stuff like that I'd say the last two years I've got great childcare network even though the kids are older but mentally sometimes I just try to um take that break and I'm very honest with my with my followers you see that social media I will be like I'm off for two days or like I'll put mm. a post up and, and I'll be like, come back. Yes, there's people I was up for two days. You know, I really uh, try to watch how I'm feeling. That's what mm. I always go by, how I'm feeling. So if I'm realising, you know, I'm eating late or I'm not sleeping, or I'm having the anxiety has the kids, then I know I've been doing a lot. But every day, it's a, it's a lot of work. I would never lie to anybody. It's a lot of work. I, I, it's God's grace. It is yeah, definitely but you, great. you're definitely, you're definitely, do you know what I mean? A, a, a lead and an example that people can, a role model is the word I'd use, a role model oh, wow. to a lot of people. No, definitely, even to me. Like I said, this podcast for me is the only people that inspire me. I have people DMing me, hitting me up, can I get on your podcast? And I'm like, no, go on someone else's. It's not, you don't inspire me. Like, this is for people that inspire me. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, Thank I'm not, you, this is not a celebrity platform to put people on it just because I can. If you don't inspire me as a person and, and you don't bring nothing to my growth, that's what this podcast is about. People that inspire you, me. Do you know what I mean? Thank you. And I would, I would definitely say my children, oh man, my daughter, yeah, uh, this girl is 14, but she, she, it's the little things. Like I could, like even the other day I went radio and I took out chicken and I come home and she seasoned, cooked the chicken in two different ways tidied up the yard wow how old is she and 14 15 this year Babe, yeah there's people there's people that are, that are 30 that people that are 30 can't season chicken that's wicked this is what i'm saying rice made the rice <laughs> made everything do you understand what i'm saying and then my son he's a very much uh he's a funny guy he'd be like you know what mum let's turn off the tv like the other week we turn off the tv and he made up some games like just random games blindfold us find the ball put it up on the desk and then we've got to write down how many seconds we think we've been but, doing that for. So those but, kind of things. But this is testimony to you. This is testimony to you as a mother. Do you know what I'm saying? Your kids, the way they behave and the things that they're doing is beautiful. But that came, that, that's come from you. That's passed down from you as their parent and what you've done. So it's testimony to what you've done as a parent. Do you know what I'm saying? So you need to give yourself a round of applause. You know for that. I, I just I, think, I think, especially in this kind of, where I'm doing so much I you know I had a typical West Indian mum and there were certain things we were too scared to talk about so with my kids I think that um, you know they're still learning life I'm still learning I'm still learning as a parent yeah and I what I try to do is be very honest with them when I'm tired I say listen mummy's tired yeah or when I'm 
hyper. Mum is on a hyper one there. Or when I'm having me and my girl time, come out the room, yeah, just make sure there's ice because I can't drink my wine. Like, I let them know. Like, if I'm going out on a date, mummy's going out on a date, yeah, right? Don't wait up for me. I make them know. Like, I let them, I have conversations with them, mental health, you know, all kind of stuff. Still, they still know I'm the mama. Don't rant with me. But I mm. have a conversation with them. And I think that is what's made them picked up these things. And we're, we're a team. Me and my kids mm. are definitely a team. They're my team, man. Without it's a doubt. important. All right, so to finish up, right, I like to finish up on some games, man. Like, you know what I mean? End up on some games. I've got two games for you, Judy. You've got two games. The first yes. game is quick fire. Quick fire thing, yeah? Oh, God. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hit you with a few questions. They're easy I'm, ones, though. I'm so, dyslexic, yeah? So, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, here we go. Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise? Denzel Washington. On a man, chest or bum? Yeah. I know. Flat flat bum on a man is not a... Yeah, flat bum or ironboard chest. So when you put your head on his chest, it just slips off. Or he's got flat bum and you put on his trousers and it falls down to his knees. Like which... Nah, I need a bum. I need a bum. Okay. Um, Phone calls or text messages? That sounds so weird. I need a bum. I need... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lem, you understand what I'm talking about when you get in the thing and you just got to hold on to the bum. They know what I'm talking about, man. Chat. What was the next question? But it, it, it'd have been worse if I said it. Um, <laughs> phone, call, <laughs> phone call or text? I don't know what mood I'm in, man, and who it is. If it's a hot man, a new thing around my end, you better pick up the phone. If I'm tired and it's just people want to chat business and gossip, text my backside. <laughs> Bath or shower? Because of my lifestyle, shower. Michael Jackson or Prince? Ooh, we have to go with the original, isn't it? Prince. Okay. Save money or spend money? Save. Okay. You like the feeling of fi- having money. And finally, horror movies or comedy movies? Comedy, 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 comedy. <laughs> All right. So that's. So my next game is called Freddy's Freaky Friday, isn't it? Oh, so, look, yeah, it sounds all mad. I've got this crazy game, right? I've got six categories, right? And each category has 10 subcategories inside it. So I'm going to get you to pick six numbers from one to 10. You can repeat the same numbers, and I'm going to tell you what you're going to be doing on the first Friday you come out of quarantine. Oh, my oh, God. Lo- okay, let's see if I understand this. Go yeah? ahead. All right, so do you want me to go through again, or or, or... you're better? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got six categories. Yeah, each category has got ten um, subcategories in it. I need you to pick um, six numbers from one to ten, and then I'm going to tell you, based on what numbers you picked, what you're going to be doing when you come out of lockdown on Freaky Fridays. So give me six okay, numbers. Okay, so number two. Yep. Four. Yep. Six. Yep. Eight. How many numbers yep. is that? One, two, three. Two more. One and ten. One and ten. Okay. So, Judy Love, on your first evening <laughs> out after lockdown, you, <laughs> you're going to be having... Oral sex. With, <laughs> I didn't pick it. You picked it. You're going to be having oral sex with 
Kevin Hart, um, on the beach, while listening to drum and bass, then you're gonna fart, and then you're gonna leave the, and then you're gonna leave the country. <laughs> I think the bit that gets me all sex drum and bass. That's a lot of that, Of course you're gonna leave the country out of that. What the hell? Yeah, that all of Kevin Hart. Mad, babe. Thank you, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming through. Listen, I hope you're obviously. I know you're staying safe. I'll continue to check on you. I'll continue to make the calls. Keep inspiring us all, man. Love you loads, man. And thank you. Thank you so much for this. Thank you for all that you're doing for us, man. And just open opportunities to people that has never even or even could imagine being on a feature film um, and being on a podcast and, and just sharing the knowledge with people. It's so appreciated. So, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Room 26. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, tell your friends, dogs, cats, budgies, share. I don't care. Just tell the whole wide world. And let's make Room 26 the most listened to UK podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Room 26 underscore podcast. That's at Room 26 underscore podcast. Thank you.